The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 21 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, aka the Brit Chief, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I will be licking our wounds after watching the Chiefs literally give it away in Baltimore. And we'll be looking ahead to the week three matchup as the Chargers head to Fortress Arrowhead. But first, I feel like I should actually do that intro as Bill Belichick. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Because, <laughs> yeah. mate, I'm down in the dumps. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, is this where we're going to say we're on to Los Angeles? Is that what we're yeah. saying? Um, <laughs> Probably, yeah. I'm okay. I've had better weekends. I'm not yeah. going to lie. So you know what happened. I might as well tell the story to the Chiefs Kingdom. On Saturday afternoon, I was sat upstairs just playing my computer, just playing my games. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I heard from my three-year-old downstairs saying, oh, no, the TV, the TV, the TV. What happened? My boys were messing around and they knocked the TV over onto the floor. We thought it was fine. We thought it was fine. Didn't see any damage on the screen, whatever. Okay, it's fine. Accidents happen. Not to worry. Until two hours later, when I come downstairs to sit down, put on some college football, put on the screen, and I just saw a spider web. Cracks everywhere. Like, it was the TV was done. It was done. And I've only had that TV since December. So... I had to go out on Sunday, spend a lot of money on a new TV. Best part, six, seven hundred dollars on a new TV that I didn't need Saturday morning. So that paired with the fact that the Chiefs threw away one at four o'clock in the morning on our our time over here. Just, you know, just, just not the greatest weekend. Let's be honest. Sounds like you've had a worse weekend than me. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would Arsenal give you that. Won. <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Arsenal won a football game, so like I like I care about Arsenal. Obviously, I love Arsenal, but now I'm to the point now where I'm just numb to Arsenal results. Now, like I enjoy the wins, but if they lose, I'm just kind of like it is what it is. I'm used to it, but because I'm so used to success for the Chiefs, yeah, when they lose. It doesn't go down very well, especially when they lose when they should win. The Super Bowl yeah. I was kind of okay with because we all know what happened there with the offensive line. I was okay with it. 
Sunday's loss was inexcusable. It shouldn't happen. And here we are, what, two, three days later, and I'm still kind of in a mood about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, should we get straight into it? A bit like a bandit, just, just rip it off. Let's get through that. Let's get through the first half of this show and then look yeah. ahead to why we should be positive, shall we? Let's look at the negatives first. We were very high on this um, as being, you know, the Chiefs are the Ravens' kryptonite and, you know, Mahomes is going to go 4-0 against Lamar Jackson. We were saying this on our previous show. Mm. And I also remember something that you said in the show, that you always want to see Patrick Mahomes with the football. Yeah, don't don't take it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. <laughs> and what did the Chiefs do towards the end of the game? They took it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and I, and and that thing has just been going over and over and over in my mind. Seeing that play, and then just thinking about what you said on the show, I was like, Tom, why did you have to be so right? <laughs> why did it have to be that specific? Why why did I have to yeah. say it last week and say? Don't put the ball in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's hands. <laughs> Keep it yeah. in Patrick Mahomes. I, before we like, yeah, I, I just like need to just have a beer. Like I'm just going to open one now. There's the yeah, sound. Do it. <laughs> because like, let's drown our sorrows together, Chiefs Kingdom. I'm, <laughs> I'm currently drinking a glass of uh, San Miguel. Uh, Spanish lagers, pretty nice. Pretty beers gassy. are available. Yeah, <laughs> other beers are available. Yeah, we're not sponsored yet uh, by a beer company. If anyone wants to, they can just contact us. Um, we do some advertising for them, whether Pete allows us to or not. We just do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a funny one that we're going to start backwards and we're going to go straight towards the end of the game. But I was convinced, like as soon as like the Ravens scored and they went up a point. And especially yeah. when they failed on the two-point conversion as well. I was like so chilled. I was just sitting there thinking, like all I was thinking about was Sunday night football against the Raiders last year when yeah. Derek Carr, they scored too early and then they give Patrick Mahomes ample time. We had three timeouts. I thought, this is it. We're definitely getting him with field goal range because we've got Patrick Mahomes. At worst, we're going to see... Harrison Butker attempt a 45 to 50 yard field goal for the win. And I probably would have been okay with that to begin with. But when we got to where we did, like the 33 yard line of the Ravens so quickly, like there was still like 80 seconds left on the clock when Edward Hilaire fumbled the football that I was sitting there thinking, just, just take more time off, but do it with Patrick Mahomes. Don't do it with anyone else because the run game was just awful all night. Every single yeah. time the Chiefs ran the football, there was a Ravens defender there, whether it was Patrick Queen or someone else, there was always someone there. All the first down runs that we kept doing were just, just so negative. And it, I just looked at the play call and I thought, there is no way in hell this isn't going to be a negative play because if mm. you look at the Ravens defence, they're just all at the line of the scrimmage because they are playing for the run or the short passing game. So as soon as the ball got handed off to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, there was five, six Ravens defenders all there ready to tackle him. So at best, you were going to lose two or three yards and going to make the field goal attempt harder for Harrison Butker. I just don't get it. Keep that ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Let him find his receiver. He's such a clever player. There was such a small chance that that was going to end badly for the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes having the ball because he would have had two attempts to get three yards 
And then if we make the first down, that is that, that is when you can run the ball or start to throw screenplays into the into the situation. Just don't hand it off earlier than you needed to. And they did. They should have kept rolling with Mahomes and just let Mahomes do his thing and put the ball and the game in the hands of the best player in the NFL. And this is harsh on Clyde Edwards-Alaire because he doesn't fumble. Like That's his first fumble in the pros. But there's always a chance with a running back that they are going to fumble and the defenders are going out for that ball, aren't they? They are going in there to strip that ball. So I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like how the game ended. It left a very bitter taste in my mouth. Like I almost broke two TVs in one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a textbook thing that Andy Reid seems to do anyway, doesn't he? That, you know, well, any any offensive coordinator will do is try and run that clock down as, as best they can because... Andy Reid's got Pac Mahomes, who who's just eager to get down that field as quickly as possible, isn't he? That's the mm-hmm. thing. But he's also got a smart mind on him. I mean, even if he's still going to be throwing the ball, he's still going to be. You know, you've got wide receivers who, I mean, Tyreek Hill's got a, a good braid on him as well to actually stay in bounds. Yeah, you know, to run the clock down. Um, yeah, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just really don't get it. And and like you were saying, I think you you sent something out on on Twitter before about you know the, there was a screenshot and every single Ravens player was literally. Oh, in I must that stand shot. corrected on that. It turns out I can't count. I thought oh, there was, right. it turns out that one of the down linemen. I thought there was two of them there, and I must have still been oh. clearly tied from the night before because there was a, only one person there. The the eleventh right. guy admittedly is just out of shot. So for all the people that have been on me Twitter saying, "Oh, you can't count to 11. yes, you're <laughs> right. I did get it wrong. Okay, I'll hold my hand up. <laughs> so, so there was a single high as safety there. You say single high, literally like the guys a yard back Just from the last defender. Like he doesn't even class a single high. Like he, he was five <laughs> yards back from the line of scrimmage. Like all the Ravens defenders were there, but yeah. you're right on what you're saying. You've got the receivers that can get open in short space. You've got Travis Kelsey, yeah. like who was balling out. You've got all these receivers and you had two attempts at three yards with the greatest quarterback in the league. Like just, just go with him. I didn't get it. But the reason why they ran the football was because Andy Reid was petrified of us giving the ball back too early to the Ravens and the Ravens just doing what they done all night and just driving at the Chiefs defence at will. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's touch on the, uh, the, the glaringly obvious thing at the moment, which uh, everybody, every Chiefs fan's talking about at the minute is the defensive, should we call them frailties? I've got frailties down here, but it was just an absolute abomination, wasn't it? Of, <laughs> of, of, of just, just it was calamity football, really. Yeah. I mean, apart from obviously, you know, Tara Matthew, he got some good interceptions early on, which was, you know, you felt like, oh, this is great. This is, we're going to really turn mm-hmm. them over here. And we did. We were st- we started getting this big lead up. Was it 11 yeah. point lead? Yeah. Um, and you felt like the Chiefs were in the driving seat right from the start. And you thought, this is the only way this is going, it's going to be a dub. And whatever it is with this defense, I don't know what it, I mean, I'd like your thoughts on this actually, because some people say it's scheme. Some people say it was lack of communication. Some people say it's the personnel. I mean, what is it do you think that is wrong with this defense at the minute that it, it seems it can't stop a running tap at the minute? It, it seems so leaky. Yeah, what's wrong specifically specifically about this defense? Um, sorry, <laughs> let me just get out my scroll. <laughs> um, where do you? How long start? have you got? Yeah, exactly. There's no pass rush. The linebackers can't stop the run. They're poor situationally. Yeah, the, the corner 
uh, safety, some safeties can't tackle. One safety who was meant to be the next big thing at safety can't even get on the field. Yeah, It's just awful. It's awful. We've got a guy who's meant to be great against the run, not being great against the run. We've got a, a, an interior lineman playing defensive end looking really good in the pass rush, but then being picked on in the run game. This, there's all sorts of things wrong with this defense. Yeah. And the sad part about it is I don't know how or when it will get better because I think teams are finally starting to realize what they have to do against the Chiefs. And that's yeah. just put the foot down. Just put yeah. their foot down and just go for it because the chances of the Chiefs stopping you over four downs are so slim for 10 yards. Like what the Chiefs twice in two dry successive drives had the Ravens what first and 25 and yeah. no first and 20 and second and 25. Two drives on the on the row. And the Ravens got 10 points out of those drives. Like, come on. Like <laughs> Like, what are they doing? And like, as soon as like they got, they, we got them to the deficit, and the first play after that, the Ravens would get twenty yards on just a yeah. dump off. Then the bloke, the receiver would catch it and just literally have like open field in front of him to run for another 10, 15 yards. It was just poor. They couldn't do anything about Lamar Jackson. Like that's kind of okay because Lamar Jackson is special. And I mean, looking really at well him in the game. past at stopping yeah. Lamar Jackson, so I kind of Lamar Jackson getting his doesn't really bother me. It's when we did make good plays, we didn't take advantage of them. When we did get them in negative situations, it never really felt like the Chiefs were going to be capable of getting the stop. Like when the Ravens were at fourth on one with thirty seconds to go, did you really think that we were going to get stopped? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, you knew it was going to be. You knew yeah, that was it. I, didn't you? I yeah. was ready there with the remote to turn the TV off and go to bed. Uh, literally, my thumb was hovering over the power button, and as soon as I saw John Harbour Malvin to Lamar Jackson saying, "Do you want to go for this? Let's go," because everyone could read what they were trying, um, what they were saying. I was just for this is this game's over. There's no chance. There's just no faith in this defense at the moment and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking when's it going to get better people are talking about Willie Gay like he's this saviour but what have we seen from Willie Gay in the past outside of really good preseason and training camp mm. to make us believe that he's going to be the saviour of this defence is is a Will linebacker going to be the difference between this defence being good or, or bad like I don't see it personally that defence on Sunday was basically full strength outside of Willie Gay. And you can argue that Juan Thornhill would be, make it full strength, but clearly not in Steve Spagnuolo's eyes. Clearly not no. in his. He's starting Dan Sorensen over Juan Thornhill. So in Steve Spagnuolo's eyes, the only defender he was missing on Sunday was Willie Gay. And is Willie Gay going to be the difference between the Chiefs being good and bad? I don't think so. I think this is it. Yeah. I said earlier in the, in the preseason that this is going to be the 2018 season revisited. And it's it's being right. This Tom. defense is Stop. terrible. <laughs> Stop it! Stop being right. <laughs> it's just it's just not good. It's not good. It's and not teams me. teams know this now, and they're just going to put the hammer down, and they're going to keep going at the Chiefs' defense because they know they're not getting stops. Yeah, I mean, teams have always been looking at trying to stop Patrick Mahomes when they don't really need to do that. No. They, they don't really to... need to stop Patrick Mahomes. They just need to just run it down the throats of the of the defense and and hope to try and outscore them at the end of the end of the game. Yeah, it's the way that to play. To be the issue. Yeah, yeah you, you have to it. you have to try and fight fire with fire. 
Yeah. And then hope that Patrick Mahomes and co have a few off drives. And that's exactly what happened on Sunday night. The Chiefs went out. They scored 35 points in the first 40 minutes. It looked easy. After the Kelsey touchdown, I thought, this is it. This is game. That must have killed their momentum. But the Ravens did not let that get to them. They carried on plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And then they got their stops on D. And then they got enough points to score. But talking about the offense, because they're not out of the woods on this, because like defense was bad. But we need to talk about the last 20 minutes on offense because when was the last time a team scored 35 minutes, uh, 35 points that early in a game and then went on to lose? Yeah. That 40 minutes, they had 35 points and then didn't add another in the final yeah. 20 minutes. And they all, all they needed to do was add three points, one field goal, and they win this game. And they couldn't do it. It was like the playoff loss to the Colts. I'll whisper that one. It was yeah, like that. It just triggered a lot of people there, man. I whisper it, but it was like that. It was that disheartening. Like, all you need is one more score. But they just yeah. couldn't get it. And it's just, ah, oh, I just... Frustrating, wasn't it? It just all went so passive in that last 20 minutes. Everything, everyone thought, they all thought the game was done. And it wasn't. And fair play, kudos to the Ravens for not letting the, the game get away from them, for still hanging in there and then eventually taking the lead. But, man, the Chiefs had no, no place losing this game. No place. Talking about frustration, um, Chris Jones. Now, uh, he's another one who's on everyone's lips at the minute because um, I, I think I remember the play um, where Lamar Jackson was taking it on the run and, and you could see Chris Jones was setting the edge. Well, he tried setting the edge. He just wasn't quick enough, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, you know, you can't you can't blame the guy for that because Lamar Jackson is so elusive. He's just he skips past you and he's gone, isn't he? Yeah. But is it time now, even in after week two, to stop the project of Chris Jones playing on the defensive end and put him back into the interior? No, because the other defensive ends aren't very good. Yeah. Um, we could have had someone. We could have had someone. Yeah. Ingram's been doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I feel like this, the strength of the Chiefs defensive line is in the middle, yeah. with or without Chris Jones. Like, you look at the guys in there, Jarry, Turtwart, and Derek Nardi. Um, I would take them free. I would sooner yeah. two of them playing than one of Mike Dana or Josh Kando because I just don't feel like they offer anything in the past game. Now you can, you can say that obviously the chiefs didn't get any pass rush on Sunday night. I think they had one sack and that was Daniel Sorensen, wasn't it? Um, in terms of defensive line pass rush, I didn't get anything, but let's just say this game was a fluke and that's not going to be the trend, but going forward, I would still rather have Turk Wharton and Jaron Reed and Chris Jones and Frank Clark on the field than say yeah. have, Derek Nardi, uh, then say Jaron Reed, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Mike Dana, because I don't feel like Mike Dana really offers anything in the past game. Yes, he might be stout against the run in some on some some instances, but in terms of ceiling, I think the other front four offers more in terms of ceiling, especially when we play against more pass-heavy teams. The the way I'm thinking of it is is because we all know this game is is clearly about finding the matchups, isn't it, or yeah. finding the mismatches mm-hmm. and defensive end Chris Jones he's not the quickest of guys let's be honest with that well, I don't know about that he's pretty pretty nifty yeah but I mean he's he's a big unit to move as well isn't he I mean, but yeah. when you're putting him up and you're trying to set an edge where you've got somebody like Lamar Jackson in that back in that backfield 
if you're if you're Spagnolo and you look at that and you think, right, we've got somebody who's pretty quick, are we really going to put some big unit like Chris Jones trying to set the edge? I, I don't know, man. I think it's harsh to to judge Seriously? someone. I do. I think it's harsh to judge someone on Lamar Jackson on going against Lamar Jackson, like. We are talking about like the greatest running quarterback of all time here in Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. like, for all of like everyone says Michael Vick, but like statistically, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. He's going to be the greatest running quarterback of all time. So it, it's it's tough to sit here and say, "Oh, Chris Jones after a very good game against the Browns at defensive end," and sit around and say, "Oh, because he was bad against Lamar Jackson." Saying, "Oh, maybe we should kick him back inside." I just look at <laughs> oh, the I mean, talent for that game for that game. Maybe they should have probably thought about it. Maybe, yeah, but like, who's the replacement? Let's <laughs> uh, be honest. Yeah. Who's the replacement? I just don't think they could stop a cold on Sunday night. They were that bad. It didn't matter who was running the football, who was who the receivers were. They just couldn't stop anyone. It seemed to be a team thing, the tackling. Let's talk about the yeah. tackling. That was oh. awful. And like Steve Spagnuolo said a month ago in a, in a pre-season um, press conference that the tackling needs to get better. They're working on tackling. Well, it isn't working. It's <laughs> it not working because the tackling was awful. What, Darren Torrance, yeah. missed like, he's missed like nine tackles so far this season. Yeah. Nine? And one Thornhill still can't get on the field. Come yeah. on. It's got to change it up. There's got to be changes because teams are going to work this defence out and they're just going to run on them. And they're going to, when they can't run on them, they're going to pass on them. They're just going to drive, 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 drive. And it's just going to be heat the pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And I, we know yeah. Patrick Mahomes can handle it. But come on, help the guy out a little bit. We've seen what happens when they help Patrick Mahomes with the defense. They win the Super Bowl. When you have to like go into a game knowing that Patrick Mahomes has to be outworldly to win a football game, that's just not fair. I know he gets paid the big bucks to do it, but come on, help him out. It's a team sport at the end of the day. I suppose as we're coming to the end of this segment about the the uh, the the, uh, the Ravens game. Um, positives out of this is I suppose the Chiefs have played two of the most run-heavy offences mm. that you could play this season. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, the likes of the Browns when you know they had the uh, the, the like the one-two punch that they had with Kareem and, and obviously Nick Chubb. Um, and then you've got obviously the running game of, of, of you know, Lamar Jackson. Mm. But... Moving forward, are we are we just going to look at this and think, do you know what? That's just two teams that we've struggled against, but this defense is going to sort it out for the rest of the season because we don't have to face such a powerful offensive rushing unit like that anymore. Yes and no. Like you can sit there and say, right, that's it. We haven't got to face that type of offense the rest of the regular season. Teams will try to emulate it for sure, but yeah. they might not be as good at it. But the fact of the matter is that Baltimore and Cleveland are going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> they are two teams that uh, we're going to yeah, have to face, point. potentially face in January. So you kind of want to know that you can come up against it. I, the, the silver line, I suppose, you can look at 2019. We went to Tennessee and Derek Henry ran for a million yards against us and they beat us in the last minute or whatever it was. And then we faced that same Titans team in the AFC Championship game in 2019 and Derek Henry done nothing. The defence was phenomenal. So there's plenty of time for the Chiefs' defence to get better. But I just don't see how it does. Uh, that that's, that's, that's my issue with it. It's not that they don't want to. I just don't know how. 
I don't know what they do to get better. And this isn't because um, it's not glaringly obvious or the fact that I, I'm not the greatest technically minded coach or whatever. <laughs> it's just from my years of watching the sport, you see teams make adjustments to certain things and we've gone through two games really. And we've not seen any adjustments at all because yeah. the two offenses have pretty much moved the ball at will against us in two weeks, what we've considered the most amount of yards. One positive, I suppose, from the game is that Lamar Jackson's jump throw was like a Poundland slash Walmart version of Patrick Mahomes to McCall Hardman against the Titans. <laughs> like, it was a good play. Uh, and Lamar Jackson played really well on Sunday. But let's not pretend that that jump pass was in Patrick Mahomes' league. Come on, <laughs> Hollywood Brown could not have been more wide open if he tried. And Lamar Jackson kind of just hot. When Mahomes is against Tennessee Titans, that was a full-on jump and then like a laser into a, a well-guarded McCall Hardman. Come on. Like, it, did, 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 did I hear Collinsworth say as well that he'd never seen that before? Yeah, well, <laughs> come on. Come on, Collinsworth. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, Lamar played well. Lamar was good. He was generally yeah. good. And the Ravens thoroughly deserved their win. They yeah. they really did. Let's um, not take that away from them, no. They, no. Yeah, they deserved their win. I'm glad they won their Super Bowl. And <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the tattoo? Did you see that tattoo? No. The guy got the score and the date tattooed no on his leg he has no. he has no <laughs> for real for real mate for real it's great it's doing the rounds on twitter at the minute it's unreal i was like well i mean that that that's it right there isn't it that's that's like a poverty franchise straight away that with the fan base <laughs> isn't it <laughs> i hate that term i hate that poverty term. franchise poverty. <laughs> yeah just hate it it's because whenever some people use it quite often when it comes to arsenal where i say arsenal are a poverty club i just don't i just don't like it i don't like it you've never been um, to newcastle then have you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um have you got any sports tattoos you've come across as the type of guy that will end up eventually getting like a chief's tattoo on you really yeah i can see it i can see you getting your little character um for your brit chief logo <laughs> on yourself <laughs> what tattooed on my butt or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll never know you might see it in newcastle this weekend you never know <laughs> <laughs> right i think we'll take a break there uh when we come back We'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and we'll be looking ahead for the Week 3 matchup versus the Chargers. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. We will be doing the power rankings in a minute. But first, we're looking forward 
to this weekend, aren't we, Tom? Because we've got a watch meet in Newcastle, in my yeah. kind of, I, w- I would like, say, I would like to say hometown, but it's not really kind of my hometown because I wasn't born here. But I still treat it as a hometown. Yeah. But uh, we've got a lot of the guys and gals coming up from Arrowheads abroad. They're going to be coming up and and joining us in this. It's their kind of thing. We're joining them, really, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. We're just um, on the guest list, you know, the VIPs. <laughs> VIPs. <laughs> I'm going to walk autographs. in saying, "Do you know me? I've got a blue check mark on Twitter." <laughs> Just don't even say that because I've been denied twice now for that, which is ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But um, yeah, we, we're looking forward to it. Um, we're going to be watching, obviously, the Chargers, which we will be getting into in, in a bit as well. But um, we've got three days away, mate. I know. I can't wait. Three days away from my kids breaking my TV. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm especially looking forward to Saturday night. And this is an, an open invite to any UK Chiefs fan or any NFL fan, really, if they want to come and yeah. join us. On Saturday night, we're going out in Newcastle, going out for a few beers, going out for a little dance. But the catch is that you have to dress up as Andy Reid. It's Andy Reid appreciation night in the UK. So Hawaiian shirts at the ready. I've got two Hawaiian shirts right now. I've got one that I have to button up completely, or I've got another where I can have it open top with a white T-shirt under like Miami Vice type style. So I'm undecided what I'm going to go with. Both are green, um, but yeah, I'm going to do, I, I might need, might need your fashion chip tips on a Saturday night, Brad, before we head out. <laughs> yeah, chinos, mate. That's what you need, chinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I've only got one shirt though. So, um, but I'm looking forward to, it. especially like, like you said, Andy Reid Appreciation Day. Uh, we're just going to be eating burgers. We're going to be wearing Hawaiian shirts. We're just going to, yeah. well, we can't watch football on that day, but we're gearing up for the game like Andy yeah. Reid would. We're not going to call run plays with Clyde edwards when we've got two minutes to go either. <laughs> <laughs> we might do that in the park later on. I don't know. <laughs> Depends how many beers we've had, mate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Should we get into the power rankings? The Hourhead Pride power rankings, which... Uh, you've done a nice little kind of video for this as well with Pete. I have, I have. I'm basically going to repeat what I said with Pete in the next two it's minutes. A regular thing. He asked me and he said, oh, Tom, will you come and do a two-minute video for uh, Power Rankings? I was like, yeah. And the first thing I asked him as soon as we got on was like, is this live? <laughs> that was the first thing I was like. <laughs> I was like, I don't do live. I just don't do live at all. Um, yeah, no, we're doing a two-minute video now to talk about the hot takes from Power Rankings. Similarly, similar to what we're going to do on here. But let's let's jump straight into it. You've spread them now. You've you've seen what the guys of Arrowhead Pride have, how they've ranked the team. What stands out to you to begin with? Well, obviously the Chiefs have dropped. Obviously. That's one thing, obviously. Um, But I'm surprised they haven't dropped so far. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After that display. But um, yeah, I mean, Chiefs obviously dropping down in the third place now, which um, have been overtaken by the Rams, which uh, there they are looking hot property at the minute. Yeah. Really good hot property at the moment. Um, but yeah, there's the other thing as well, which um, I've, I've actually got this team a little bit higher up on my own kind of power ranking. I do my own because, you know, I don't get asked to do the Hourhead Pride one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen that the Raiders are on the up. They are? Um, I, saw, I assumed you were going to say they're on the up, but not that high compared to your own rankings. I, well, so yeah. I, I assumed you were going to finish your sentence there, but you kind of I, I, I you said the Raiders are on the up. Bars. It was like you know that scene in Bora. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're trying to explain, we're trying to explain uh, um, not jokes. <laughs> yeah. so, that's that suit is not pause black. That was, that's what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, 
No, yeah, the Raiders are on the up. And, uh, I mean, it's not too like surprising, really, because they have been playing pretty well. And, uh, and Derek Hart, dare I say, he has been playing, you know, pretty good football recently. I mean, I know he's, uh, he's um, apparently going to be injured for the next game or maybe injured. We don't know yet. But um, the Raiders, yeah, it's a bit worrying looking at the Raiders, especially when you see them at the top of the AFC West at the moment. I know it's very early days at the minute, but um, the Raiders... I thought they would have been a bit higher in the in the Arrowhead Pride rankings, to be honest. Yeah, we've got them 13th. I know some other rankings have them a lot higher than 13th. But come yeah. on, it's like we need to separate between form and the total sample size. You can't just do power rankings based on form because if that was the case after week one, you'd have all the 1-0 and o teams, the first to 16, and then you'd have the O and 1 teams. 17th to 32. It's just not how it works. It's, you, you just can't do it like that. You need to take everything to account. And yes, while the Raiders have had two very, very good wins on the bounce, would you say they're better than the teams above them if you they had to play the O's teams right now in a winner-takes-all like Super Bowl-type game? Would you really be comfortable with taking the Raiders over any of the teams ahead of them? Probably not when you put it not. like that. So yeah. I think they're about right. If, obviously, if they go into this week and get another win again, they're going to move up. Similar to the Cardinals. The Cardinals start off quite low, keep moving up. You can't just go, oh, the Cardinals have got two wins. They need to go up to the top five in it straight away. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. You need to account for everything. And that's why why the Rams are higher than most teams because they're 2-0, but you just look at the whole package. You look at the coaching. You look at the quarterback. You look at the defense. And you go, well, actually, yeah, there's a reason why us at Arrowhead Pride regard them as the second best team in football at the moment is because they have yeah. everything to go with the form. There's a reason why the Chiefs have only dropped a third. They might be one and one, but we know that they are probably better than their one and one record and are better than most teams in the league. Like still going into this week, most people would rather avoid playing the Chiefs than most all the other teams, maybe outside of the Bucks. So yeah, it's, it's the way you rank it, really. Like some people rank it this form, some people rank it on other ways, but each to their own. Collectively, I feel like we've done a pretty good job with this week's rankings. Mm-hmm. Steelers plummeted this week all the way down to first, I think it was. Or yeah, no, 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 not 21st. I think they've, it's a lot. I've got it in front of me. If I could actually just read, then I'll be able to know all the way down to uh, 18th. So they've plummeted down, but they've got a problem in Ben Roethlisberger. They need to move on from him. They need to put either Mason Rudolph in or sign Cam Newton off the street or something like that, because they, <laughs> the way they're going, their defense is going to be wasted. Similar to how like we could potentially waste Patrick Mahomes with our horrendous defense. Mm. The, the Steelers could be wasting their amazing defense because of Ben Roethlisberger, like who's just yeah. done. Yeah. But it's an interesting week in power rankings. We don't need to go into it too much because we're going to make this a weekly segment, but overall, I feel like we've got it pretty much spot on this week. Yeah, I agree. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh, we never really look at the bottom of the power rankings, but I'm gonna like, I'm gonna take a look. And uh, you've got the Jags, or we've got the Jags down there, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with them at the moment. It, it's it's I don't know what's going on there with the Jags at the minute, but it's a shame really because um, I, I actually wanted to see Trevor Lawrence doing pretty well because I've got him in my fantasy team. <laughs> No one, cares. <laughs> no one cares about your fantasy team. Brad. No one cares. No one cares. Um, yeah, the Jags are bad. The Lions are bad. The Jets are bad. The Texans have been better than I thought they were going to be. The Giants are bad. There's there's a few bad teams down there, and I I feel like those teams are going to move up and down amongst each other. But right now, it's probably clear to say that the Jags are probably the the worst team in football. Agreed. 
Okay, then let's look ahead to week three, the Chargers. Um, mm. Why is it when, whenever we go away to Newcastle, it's always the Chargers we're playing? Is it? <laughs> but it was last know. time, wasn't it? Was it the Chargers last no. time? <laughs> Who was it last time? How drunk have you been on these weekends? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, seriously, um, I have no, no idea. We played, we played the Titans last time. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, we did. That I was saw the that. one it's, where um, Derek Henry ran all over us, the game I mentioned earlier. And the week before, or the year before, was the uh, Jags game, the one where Jane Ramsey referred to Tariq Hill as a return specialist, that one. We definitely lost one when the, when the we played the Chargers. I'm sure we did. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Forget about that. Forget I even said that. Um, so the Chiefs take on the Chargers at Arrowhead, and they're looking to bounce back, obviously, from the disappointing result in Baltimore. But um, what are we really focusing on on this game that the Chiefs have to really look at? Because I see this Chargers team as quite a threat, especially now after we're seeing what, what, what happened with the Ravens. Um, Again, they've got another good running back, obviously in Austin Eckler, but they've also got a really stout quarterback who can throw the ball. I mean, yes, he can throw interceptions, which obviously we saw there in, obviously in week two. But, um, you know, this Chargers team is well run and it's a game the Chiefs have to win in this, especially a division rival. They have to win this game. Um, is there anything that, that we think that the Chiefs have to do, really concentrate on without stating the obvious? Um Make sure you guard Keenan Allen with your life and <laughs> try to get some pass rush to Justin Herbert because if yeah. you don't, it could be a really, really long afternoon. And on the other side, you're looking at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes hasn't had the greatest of success against the Chargers. Okay, obviously it's a different regime in, in LA now. Um, the Gus Bradley's now with the Raiders, I believe, and he's at DC. So the, it might be a different defensive strategy, but they've matched up kind of well against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs receivers in the past. It's always taken something a little bit special to beat yeah. the Chargers, whether that's intercepting Phil Rivers four times or Patrick Mahomes throwing 70 yard bombs to uh, Tyreek Hill, like I threw, I threw a needle type stuff. So they have to be on it against the Chargers. They always have to have been. And this week's no exception. The Chargers will fancy themselves, I believe. Well, after seeing what the Ravens done to the Chiefs defense, after seeing success that the Browns had against the Chiefs defense, the Chargers might feel like they have a better offense, a, passing, a better passing attack than those two teams. And I probably agree with them. Like Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, I probably rank. Justin Herbert, the best passer of those three. Like you watch his game against the Cowboys. Yes, they might have lost, but some of the passes that guy manages to pull off, like rolling out to his right 40 yards, strikes in, in between two defenders. Like he's very Patrick Mahomesy with some of his throws. He really is. It's like he's not, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but he's really, really good. If we weren't, if we weren't holding quarterbacks to the standard of Patrick Mahomes and holding them to like normal level quarterback play, Justin Herbert would be right up there. So there's there's a lot to fear on Sunday night. And I, yeah. I'm not too optimistic at this moment in time. Just just looking back on the uh, previous games that the Chargers have had, I mean, they're obviously one and one at the moment. They've beaten the Washington football team mm-hmm. uh, 2016. And they, they've obviously actually lost to the Dallas Cowboys 2017. So not high scoring games. No. Um, which is obviously a plus side for obviously the Chiefs because you know we have had some high scoring games recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would say that's a bit more encouragement for me. I, I'm, a, I'm quite encouraged at the fact that they're not racking up the big numbers where obviously the Chiefs' offense is, yeah. Um, but again, I mean, looking at those, those, those teams that they've played against, 
Washington's a good team. Washington is a good team. Yeah. But Cowboys, there is question marks over them at the moment I as well. I think Cowboys are a good team too. You serious? I do. I, I think the Cowboys, you look at the offense and they're probably the one offense that's most like the Chiefs. They they like to nah. yeah, they spread, seriously they spread everyone out. They like to go with their receivers and get as many pass catchers on the field as possible, similar to the Chiefs. They like yeah. to air the ball out, similar to the Chiefs. Like I think the game when the Cowboys plays the Chiefs could be sixty to sixty-five. Like I, you could talk like Patrick yeah. Mahomes in college type uh, scoring. Like that's how I feel about the Cowboys' offense and the Chiefs' defense, and obviously the Chiefs' offense and the Cowboys' defense. So, uh, from a Chargers' point of view, I think it's quite encouraging that they only allowed that Prescott and his million weapons to score 20 yeah. points. That concerns me a little bit. Derwin James is back now. Derwin James is, is one of the best safeties in the league and he's mm-hmm. done pretty well against the Chiefs in the past and when he's played. So I, 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 I am worried about the matchup offensively for the Chiefs because it's not gone well in the past and by all accounts, the Chargers defense is playing well again this year. Yeah. Um, just looking at the stats as well. I mean, rushing yards in both games, 90 uh, for the Chargers um, against Washington, 95 against the Cowboys. But the passing yards, they, they're actually racking up some good passing yards, mm-hmm. 334 and 313. So they are clearly a passing team. But will they be tempted, after seeing what they've seen in the, in the, in the Chiefs' previous two games, will they be tempted to abandon that and literally go run heavy on this game? No, I I feel you like think they'll, they'll just I think they'll be balanced, yeah. but I can't see a situation where they're going to say no. We're not going to pass the ball to Mike Williams. We're not going to pass the ball to Keenan Allen. We're not going to let Justin Herbert do his thing. Austin Eckler will get his touches. What he had eighteen touches on Sunday against the Cowboys for one hundred and twenty yards. So really productive, obviously in both receiving and rushing games. So he will get his, but I feel like a balanced offensive attack is probably what the Chiefs will struggle with the most, the threat of the pass and the run. Obviously, this running game doesn't involve Lamar Jackson, which is obviously a massive help for the Chiefs' defence. Yeah, But Lamar Jackson can't throw a ball as well as Justin Herbert can. So there's, there's it's a double-edged sword, really, for the Chiefs' defence. Like You can say pick your poison, but they're both pretty poisonous. And when you're pretty yeah. pu- putrid at stopping either of those aspects, then it's not going to be a very good day for the Chiefs defense. I, I, I can see a shootout happening. I really can. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that point, actually. Um, I mean, the, the the one thing that I noticed, and I think you noticed this when, when we were talking uh, previously before the show started, uh, the Chargers offensive line is scarily good as well, isn't it? And trying better to get pressure sure. on... Yeah. What, sorry? It's better for sure. Yeah. Um, and trying to get some pressure on him in this as well. I mean, he he had so much time. I mean, there was a, there was actually a play, I think, um, against the Cowboys where he held the ball, but it felt like 10 minutes. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> but he was going backwards and backwards and further backwards and uh, he managed to throw the ball out of bounds at, at, at that point. But he had it's almost like he had too much time. Yeah. And that can obviously have a, a bit of an adverse effect as well. If you've got, you know, everything's well covered, and you've got too much time in your hands and you literally don't know what you're going to do with it next. Yeah. Um, and I found that the offensive line for the Chargers was pretty darn good. And that's another thing that kind of bothers me a little bit because this Chiefs 
defensive line hasn't really got no. got into the pressures really uh, no. of, of any of the quarterbacks. But like we said, one of them was Lamar Jackson. Exactly. And trying this to is, this is the guy. important thing. This is where like every cloud is important here. Keeping perspective is important. And yeah. this is why I'm glad we recorded this show today and not on Sunday because I've managed to like get some perspective <laughs> a little bit when it comes to the thing. Like the Chiefs pass rush was non-existent on Sunday night. But yeah. the Chiefs pass rush also probably was playing scared because of the threat of Lamar Jackson taking off. Where yeah. now there is not that threat with Justin Herbert. He he can run, but he doesn't like to run. We saw it last year in a game in LA. Like he had a prime opportunity to run for a first down and extend the drive. Threw it, he? and he decided to throw it. And who did he throw it to? <laughs> he threw it to Legereus Snee, didn't he? So yeah, like, he's he's not like a willing run, runner. He's certainly not Lamar Jackson. So the Chiefs' defense, when they are playing for the pass they can kind of pin their ears back a little bit. Okay, obviously you're going to have the threat of Austin Eckler chipping and then going out to the flats and catching passes, but that's just Austin Eckler. That's the threat that he offers. Steve Spagnolo needs to keep someone in there to account for him. Obviously, if we had Willie Gay, that would be the ideal person, but it might end up being Dan Sorensen. It might end up being Ben Neiman. Whoever it is, that's their job is Austin Eckler. But the guys at the front, if they go with four-man pressures, they go with Jones, um, Reed, Clark, and say Turk Wharton in the, the obvious passing downs, they need to get home. And I feel like they will have more success because there's no threat of the running quarterback like from before. All right, then, ones to watch. You going first this week? Yeah, what team should I go for first? Let's go for the Chargers. Well, I've talked about him enough. Justin Herbert. I was wrong about him coming out of college. I didn't think that he was the guy. I don't feel like the Chargers felt like he was the guy. No, they didn't. They didn't. They <laughs> come really out and did. said they would have taken Tua. If Tua was there, they yeah. said they would have taken Tua. I don't feel like they realised how good this guy was going to be. But mm. he is scarily good. And I kind of wish he wasn't in the AFC West, I'm not going to lie, because I really yeah. want to enjoy him. But... I'm going into Sunday kind of like fearing him a little bit because he just <laughs> yeah. he just seems so sensible and like but sensible but not in the boring way either. So he's yeah. sensible with the football, but he's also really freaking good. Kind he of like susceptible Patrick to the odd interception, though. He is quite maybe. susceptible to some bonehead players, kind of thing yeah, like that. Maybe, maybe but we like Patrick. Patrick Mahomes had a bonehead play on on Sunday night, but you kind of you just <laughs> well, get yeah. over it, don't you? You, you get over that. You'll take ninety. 90- Eight percent of the time, him being excellent for those two percent, like who really cares? Like if if he's going to have one boneheaded play a game, that shouldn't really damage you, really, with the with the quarterback. So yeah. I'm going with Justin Herbert. Um, I think this rivalry is just getting started between Mahomes and Herbert, and I think this might be the week that actually becomes a rivalry and people recognise it as a rivalry. And yeah, I I, I think he's going to play his part in a classic. I do. Yeah. All right. What about the Chiefs? The easy answer would be Patrick Mahomes, wouldn't it? Uh, wouldn't it yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think we've ever picked said. Patrick Mahomes, have we? Yeah, um, I'm going with Chris Jones. Like, Ooh. you sat here 15 minutes ago and were saying <laughs> he needs to go back inside and just play inside. I'm not on that at all. Go back I'm, to what you know, Chris. I, I'm looking forward to Chris Jones playing defensive end against the team that he's going to be allowed to just rush the passer. And I feel like he's going to be more effective. Well, he can't be any less effective than he was on Sunday night. I feel like he's going to have a good game and a bit of a bounce back. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like he's going to be the deciding factor in this game, but I feel like he's going to remind everyone that he can play defensive end and against pass happy teams, he's going to be pretty good at him. 
Yeah. Uh, he seems to like bull rush, doesn't he, <laughs> Chris Jones? He seems to bull rush anybody. Uh, he didn't he didn't seem to bend the run or anything. He just seems to just bull rush anyone. Um, all right, then I'm going to go with the, clearly the obvious for the Chargers, um, Austin Eckler, because clearly the run is an issue for the Chiefs. And I just, I hope I don't hear his name. <laughs> I think, the, <laughs> really hope for our sake, for the Chiefs' sake, I don't hear his name. And he only gets like, I don't know, 21 yards or something. But I just think, it's glaringly obvious he's the one to watch for the Chargers, I think, in this game. Um, and the Chiefs, I'm going for, I'm going completely out of left field here. I'm going completely with somebody who's not really heard of as much. But I thought there was the play that he had against the Ravens warrants it. And I'm going with Byron Pringle. Wow. I'm going okay. with Byron Pringle because after watching that play and watching it back and seeing, I mean, there was like, what, six Ravens players around him? Mm-hmm. And he managed to just, I mean, he was fast. I mean, the, the way he caught the ball, the speed that he had, and how he managed to get past those those defenders was, it was a phenomenal play, and I'm really high on him already. And I hope it's that play that, that really kind of, you know, pricks the ears of, of Andy Reid hmm. and goes, do you know what? We can use a lot. We can do a lot with that kid. Yeah, he can do a lot of plays with him, and and I, I think it was really um, poignant as well that we're using somebody else. I mean, yeah, I think we used obviously McCall Hardman sometimes, and I think Demarcus Robinson had uh, a, a, he had one a couple a couple of catches, didn't he? Yeah, he uh, touchdown, he? As well. He's got a touchdown. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I sent you a smiling emoji on that one. It's <laughs> 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 my boy, D Rob. That's my boy. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Byron Byron Pringle, I think yeah, I think. Uh, He's going to get the nod of a bit more times now, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, he gets a chance against the Chargers. Yeah, we've, we've, I've seen this, heard this multiple times. Yeah, until it, until it becomes a consistent thing, then <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I like Pringle. I, I feel like he should be the guy after yeah. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I feel like talent-wise, he has more than the others offer. But until we see it on a consistent basis, I just can't crown him that guy. Just can't do it. And it was great. That was a positive from Sunday night, knowing that a team can take away the likes of Tyreek Hill and the other guys can find success because they did. I think, what, he threw passes to eight different receivers on Sunday night, did Mahomes? Nine in total, wasn't it, I think? Or nine different pass catches yeah. on, on Sunday night. So that that was the encouraging part of it, about that he can spread the ball around to different players if we need to. Yeah. But is anyone going to take that step up and grab that third pass catcher role? I, yeah. I don't think this is the week that someone does it. No. All right. Okay. Uh, predictions. <laughs> I've I've gone for a massive shootout here. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone I've gone forty two thirty eight Chiefs. Ooh, wow, that is a shootout. It is a shootout. Can you imagine that if that if that actually comes off? Can you yeah. imagine that game as being like you know one of the best games of the season? I reckon. Oh, hundred percent. And we've seen some really good games so far this season. The yeah, Chiefs have been involved in two of them. That is for sure. Um. I'm going for a loss. <gasps> what? I am. You're not convinced with this defense, are you? The Chiefs seems to the, the, the Chiefs under Andy Reid are really streaky. Like yeah. really streaky. They very rarely just have like one off game. Whenever they have a loss or a bad game, it tends to roll over for a few games. Yeah. And then they sort it out and then they go on another streak. Like it just happens with Andy Reid. Yeah. And I feel like the Chargers are the worst possible opponent for the Chiefs right now because they have 
absolutely everything that can cause the Chiefs problems. They have a good defence and they have offensive weapons and offensive balance that they can just cause them headaches in both the offensively and defensively. And Arrowhead, I think, is going to be nervous on Sunday as well because of how yeah. the first two games are played. And I think if things start to go sour early, I'd be interested to know how like the Chiefs fans, the Chiefs kingdom react to that. And also, obviously, another factor in this is the fact that we have an Arrowheads Abroad meetup, which <laughs> also is historically really bad for the Chiefs because I think our record in total is like oh. four wins to 15 losses or something like that. Didn't we, lo- didn't we lose one when we watched the Jets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that 2017 streak, you know, when we lost to the Jets and the, the Ch- Giants, oh, I don't know if it was yeah. consecutive weeks. Yeah, we had meetups for both of those games. <laughs> <laughs> we had meetups for yeah. both of those games. So, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't bode well. So I'm actually going for the Chargers to win 33 um, 30. Really? Yeah. Still I a shootout, though. It's still, yeah, it's still a high scoring yeah. game, but I feel like the by Sunday night, the Chiefs could be sitting there as like the out and out worst team in the AFC West by by record. I'll still have them above all those other teams in power rankings next week, by the way. <laughs> I still have them because I still think overall they had a better team. But as yeah. I said earlier, form doesn't account for everything. So I I, I think the Chargers might will probably beat us on Sunday night, but doesn't mean I'm sitting there going to say, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to win the Super Bowl. I still think the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favourites in the AFC. Yeah. But right now, they aren't in a good place. Just need to sort a few things out, don't they? Exactly. Exactly. Right, that's all we've got time for this week. You can listen to the Great British Chiefs show every Wednesday during the 2021 season. Huge shout out to those of you who have been leaving reviews again, because again, we've been getting some absolutely beautiful ones in there as well, which are awesome. Um, remember, you can listen to more Chiefs-related content here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, which can be heard on Apple Podcasts and even Spotify. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.